You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Just kind of laughing at an email from one of our uh, contributors, uh, the great Doug Helzer, who you can uh, hear coming up uh, here shortly, um, not on this program, but coming up in the next uh, two to give his thoughts on um, open enrollment. But I wanted to welcome in our other contributor of the week, extraordinaire Alan Hager on the program. How's it going? It's going great. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. You had a great show last week talking about uh, mental health issues, which yes. is important and not people people don't spend enough time probably talking about it but no we don't talk about it and w- because we don't talk about it we've attached all kinds of stigmas to mental health right which is not uh, a good thing and when we talk about whole person health and we have talked about that whole many so many times on our show that we also need to incorporate mental health into whole person health right right exactly so let's uh, take a moment. Do you want to look at our? Uh, well, it looks like you have ESPN pulled up first, monitoring the game. <laughs> you know, if the Huskers lose today, there's probably going to be a long line at Walgreens or Rite Aid for high blood pressure medication <laughs> this week. Right. No kidding. No kidding. That's uh, not a good thing. No. Especially with the weather turning. You know. Yeah. If they can't make it to a bowl game. It's going to be a long. Awesome. It'll be a long. It'll be a long winter here. The winter of discontent. But you made a uh, comment about Walgreens and Rite Aid. That's, um, I guess, probably the biggest story of the week. It even got um, a mention in the Republican debate. This, uh, Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched bits and pieces of it. And uh, uh, yet again, I think... Obamacare, uh, again, not really... Obamacare wasn't... You know, the Affordable Care Act wasn't... Yeah, other than being a disaster, it wasn't very widely talked about. Um, and I think Marco Rubio, hands down, was the winner... In this debate, and I think the main loser, if I had to choose a loser, was probably Jeb Bush. Yeah, Because he looked like an idiot on stage talking about Rubio resigning. Whether you agree or disagree, he didn't bring up John McCain's record when McCain was running for president either. So uh, both in 2000 and in 2008. Do you remember the VP debate where Dick Cheney just destroyed John Edwards and like called him out because he was gone yeah all the time and like cheney's like uh they called you senator you're known as senator gone yes <laughs> oh i remember that very well having worked on that campaign that guy was a uh, say what you want about that guy the guy could completely debate i mean you know oh yeah the guy was a complete machine he was an excellent debater right right i thought trump won in my opinion i mean because trump's always going to win the the uh his, his, his the, the social are, media are hardcore. Yeah, he's going to win the media uh, poll because I, the, you know he's going to win the the media blitz afterwards because that's who Donald Trump really is. He has as many uh, followers, I think, as like in the New York Times or maybe more. So probably. Um, anyways, like I, you know, I would say I thought he did well, but I would say in general, the, the probably the three winners were the three that actually called out uh, the questions and. And um, I'm just kind of sick of these gotcha type of questions. Especially so, Ted Cruz. Yeah, Cruz control did good. I thought uh, Christie did pretty good uh, for that. Uh, what he says, like even in New Jersey, you're being rude or something. Yeah, like even even uh, I think it was even by New Jersey standards, you're being rude. Right. Trump got in their face, you know. So yep. 
I think, but they deserved it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think in any debate you can throw a little red meat like that to the crowd. It's probably going to, uh, you know, work out for them. But I guess we got a little sidetracked. But Carly Fiorina, again, she's a very good debater, brought up this merger that we're talking about of Rite Aid <laughs> and, um, see, uh, what was it, Walgreens. Walgreens. Well, Let's talk to to these folks about why this is such a big deal. I mean, this is mu- it goes much beyond um, this. I mean, this has just been a recurring theme that we've been talking about for how long now? About a year. I, no, I think we go back all the way to last season or the season before we talk about right. some of the mergers happening in the hospital space. Um, this is very important because when you think about your pharmacies, uh, I saw a, a number, which was actually pretty frightening, when you think about uh, how many pharmacies are out there, actually. Uh, this merger would leave two companies with 99% of drugstore sales, while all others, so that would be like Kohl's and Dwayne Reed, uh, would account for, yep, account for 1%. These figures do not... Uh, account for similar sales at other kinds of retailers. So like Target, Walmart aren't included in that space. That is pharmacy specific. So if you are a pharmaceutical company selling your pharmacy uh, drugs and other things at a pharmacy type location like CVS at 49th and Dodge, you're, that's what they're talking about. So the only two would be left would be Walgreens and CVS. And the theory is Walgreens is doing this to get into the same space as CVS in offering more healthcare services to the consumers. It's interesting to uh, look at the role of pharmacy in um, the whole healthcare reform equation. Not really inc- um, included much in the in the actual act itself, but as we look at how the law has changed the industry so much, we're starting to see pharmacies step in to kind of fill that, um, I guess, what would you call it, primary care type of role in some yes. some things. And, and you know what? It makes sense to be able to go to the pharmacy to just get your flu shot as opposed to, you know, having to make an appointment at, at the doctor's office. Right. And let's talk about, you know, this. CVS purchased Target's pharmacies in June. They also own a benefits man, a pharmaceutical benefits manager, uh, manager called Caremark, and Rite Aid earlier per this year purchased its own pharmacy benefit manager, Envision RX, which would also fall to Walgreens under this under the uh, proposed merger. So these guys are just like Cigna and Anthem and Aetna and Humana. They're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when we were talking about, you know, in 2008, when all these big, massive banks were failing, we talked about too big to fail. Well... <laughs> Are we talking about monopolies here now in the pharmaceutical space? And are we becoming in all areas of healthcare too big to fail? And so if there is a massive fail on any part of it, whether it's insurance or hospital systems, will the federal government have to bail these people out? The price tag is going to be pretty big if that were to happen. You mentioned pharmacy benefit manager. I got something really important to tell you. You ready? Yeah. So if you're an organization that uh, self-insures, you pay a certain amount uh, of claims and have skin in the game. Most organizations that are large do self-insure, and you're going to see more and more, and we already are, move to that realm, even the mid-sized businesses, just to get out of the 
uh, compliance requirements, some of them uh, with the Affordable Care Act. One of the main cost drivers in healthcare costs for any organization is uh, the drugs. Um, average person is on eight prescriptions a month. Can you believe that? I mean, we are a very <laughs> overdrugged nation. But what is important is if you work with Edie Bellis, we actually have an, a program that can get rebates for your organization for certain drugs, and we can save up to $25 uh, per month uh, per prescription. Some of them are $5 a month. But when you want to talk about major cost containment and savings that Edie Bellis splits with your business, saving you money, um, it's something you might want to go ahead and take a look at. Um, the number is 402-884-9020 if you want more on our Edie Bellis uh, prescription drug rebate management program. That's awesome. I didn't. I I was unaware that we offered that service, and so I'm always hustling, Alan. Always coming. Up I, I should have. I should know. I should have known that because he's also come up with IRS reporting tools and ACA reporting tools uh, that can help your business. But going back to uh, mega mergers, uh, it was interesting because we've talked about how this is not conducive to uh, lowering the cost of health insurance or health care for the consumers. There's evidence to show that it is not going to lower costs. And Edward Dworsky, founder of the Boston-based ConsumerWorld.org, which give them a plug because they're an excellent online consumer resource guide for, for anything that you're looking for, said this week that such mergers such as the Walgreens and uh, Rite Aid merger do not benefit consumers. For the consumer, it means several things, less choice, less convenience, and no such history of lower prices. I, I just um, do you think the D Justice Department's eventually going to break in uh, to some of these things? And look, I'm you know I, I'm pretty much a libertarian type of guy. You know I'm anti-government, but at the same time, you know there are needs uh, for some of these things because I just see some major uh, monopolistic behavior. Well, we've talked about that prior on this show, whether it's insurance, the airline industry, uh, internet providers, on down the line across the board. All these companies are doing nothing but gobbling up the smaller, weaker companies. And what happens? Cost, the choice goes away and costs go up. I would hope that the Justice Department might get involved, but I'm not holding my breath. Uh, just like the SEC is uh, staffed and managed by Wall Street bankers, uh, the Justice Department is all a bunch of lawyers and they're probably not wanting to take on any of these cases because they don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. And it was interesting because I was talking with someone this week about exactly that. And it, and it, I, I figured something out and it was this in the state of Nebraska, we have term limits. So two terms. <clears throat> well, after you get elected the first term, the odds of you getting challenged in the second term is next to nothing. Well, what happens I'm not going to take on anything controversial because I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. So I want that second term. And so nobody challenges me. Well, I'm sorry, people, but if we're going to make change in this country and make controversial change, we need to start ruffling people's feathers. And it starts at all levels of government. And if you're outraged by this merger or the mergers of the insurance companies, or healthcare systems across our country, you need to start speaking up. Your wallet depends on it. Uh, that's right. 
I think um, when we talk about uh, big, too big to fail, I, I, one of the predictions, I guess I'll throw that on the record here into the public space, but we've talked about this privately. 2017, um, when the payments that the government is giving to insurance companies go away, which was a protection in the Affordable Care Act to cover the costs for the insurance companies of sicker individuals that were uninsured, those that are more likely to utilize services and that needed insurance. And so those are basically the 10 million people that we have on there. And what we found is that some of these insurance companies are losing money um, on the people that are on their program. Well, I could have told you that was going to happen. Right. And the government pays the difference to, to these insurance companies, and it still hasn't been enough for them. And so my question is, number one, when that payment protection goes away in 2017, as it is about to, and we've alluded to this on the program, number one, what happens to insurance premiums? They're going to have to go up probably, which they're going up again. Um, number two, can we as a nation afford um, to bail these guys out? And I, I don't really know the answer, but it's not going to be cheap. No, and, you know, if you're if you don't like the Federal Reserve... All they're going to do is print off a bunch of funny money like they did in 2008 and give it to their friends and bail this thing out. But, I mean, people, myself included and so many others, are having a, their premiums are going up like $100 a month um, this year. And, again, as that principle grows, that number is going to continue to get bigger. And it's something that we really need to be aware of. And we'll talk about more when we come back. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. By the way, go ahead and check out our SoundCloud page. Just go and look for America's Healthcare Challenge. It's pretty easy to find because there's over 400 segments of healthcare-related news and commentary. We'll be right back.